You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode 40 of your favorite podcast and mine for the Lug. The stats don't lie. Angelo, happy 40th. How are you today? I'm feeling good. How are you doing today? I, um, I'm amazing. I am feeling it uh, today. Uh, I feel that not only is this going to be the greatest episode that we've ever done, I think this is the episode that people are going to uh, really... Uh, cause them to have a, a sincere reflection on on their draft and on the season that's ahead of them. Well, here's what we're, what we're going to do. So the draft is done. Yeah. What a great draft night again. Oh, it's um, phenomenal. Every year. I love it. What a highlight. I actually can't wait for next year's draft. Um, so we're going to go through. We've got games. So we've got to go through winners and losers. Got to do it. We've got our top three, our bottom three. Yep. Um, maybe some concerns we've got going after one day yeah. in the pool. I uh, think there's some big red flags already up there. I, I agree with you. The second thing we'll do is I, I sent out my annual commissions uh, post-draft yep. preseason ranking. I always, I, it's good. It was I good. want to hear your thoughts yep, on that. Absolutely. And then uh, our main topic, we're going to go into um, the stats don't lie, as you said. Right. I've gone through rosters up and down, left and right, and I'm going to make some predictions. Yeah, uh, you really pulled uh, pulled a good one today, and I and I and, and I'm looking at uh, what's 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 ahead of us. So let's just jump right into it, though, and let's talk about winners and losers. And uh, yeah, we only have one night under us, but there there are clear winners and losers here. Yeah. So uh, the champ, it just keeps on going. So the, the great Heisenberg yeah. actually drops only one point from last year's championship That's right. season. Yeah. He comes in. He's our first winner of the week at 123.5 points. And for the remaining 11 managers, this may be an omen of, it, of things to happen. It's uh, a done. It's, it's a, a done. done. I think Heisenberg can officially change his name to uh, the, the GOAT. Yeah. The GOAT. How is anyone going to make up uh, our second winner? I was in the pool. Yeah. The rookie comes in at 102, but 100, he's still 21.5 points I know. It's, it's, it's incredible. And, and to see uh, uh, a second uh, a season uh, manager come in that second at this point. It's 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 amazing. It's, he's in a second year and he's in second. This must be fate for setting, Mike. He is setting a tone. And then um, our third manager, Doug Bowlby. No again, surprise. No one surprise. of the greatest managers in the game. Exactly. 98.5. Yeah. Significant drop between him and Blair. Yeah. But I would say, as we said um, before, this is Doug's pool to lose this year. Yeah. And he's coming in strong. Well, and then let's just flip it on the back end here and see some losers. The, the let's let's work this into reverse here. Zoltok is our third uh, loser of the week here. He's sitting at a, at a at a smoking sixty-eight points. So he's got so a lot of ground. A lot of ground. Last year he was the eleventh ranked manager. He's just kind of again yeah, unfortunately he's in there, right? So so I I I'm sure there's some concern there, but uh, at sixty-eight points. He's got to do something soon. And then following him um, in, in second place, oh, my God. Are you, second are, last place, please. Are you, sorry, are you about to sell the farm on this? Oh, I'm in full panic mode. Yeah. I actually, when I woke up this morning and saw that I was at, at uh, 11th place, um, you know, 63 points, I don't feel good about that. Now, that said, I've only had one player play. That's but right. still, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, panicking. You know what I'm panicking about? I didn't keep Mark Stone. Yeah. And I'm already I, the, regretting that, that. And I said this to you uh, last week. That was probably one of the biggest surprises um, coming into uh, the draft for you, that I did not see that player uh, being kept. Because I, because TSN's calling um, Vegas to be in the finals with Tampa Bay. So you know... What if, a troll job by Heisenberg, eh? He takes Stone and Bergeron on I know. 
I know. And I, and, I as a resu- and as a result, uh. he's in first place right now. And you are in second last. But you're not the biggest loser of the week. The biggest no. loser is Robbie Warm, Sitzville Raccoons, with... I, well, he got 62 points. Wow. And did, did I curse him by in my email saying, good luck to everyone except Warham? Yeah, but you cursed Bowlby too, remember? You said something in the That Bowlby curse re- is done. He's won so much money. <laughs> if he doesn't win it this year, there's no curse. It's just his lack of talent. Yeah. and yeah. Plain and simple. Maybe his intelligence too. So uh, sh- should the Raccoons be concerned at 62 points? You know what, though? I think they should be because... Your criticism, and we'll get to this in a second with the, the commission's rankings, uh, highlighted some really big deficiencies for, uh, for the Raccoons on draft night. All right, so let's get into that. So there's our winners and losers 24 hours into the season. I mean, uh, we're seeing trends. We're yep, seeing trends. Seeing trends. And, and, and uh, you know, Heisenberg's trending up. The Raccoons are trending down. On that note, let's switch gears to the commission's uh, rankings. It's always uh, a favorite. Uh, it's amazing that they came in this quickly. I mean, I don't know how you find the time to compile this level of data. You um, want to hear that? You want to hear some data? I'm pretty sure after the draft up until today, I have put in probably 12 to 15 hours it's of, a, of work. Yeah. Into this pool. It's amazing. Into this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely. It's, it's becoming a part-time job or a full-time job for some of you. Um, it, it, it is truly amazing here. So let's get into these draft rankings very quickly. Everybody got them in the email. Everybody's seen them. Everybody's gone through them. Everybody's agreed with some things and disagreed with others. But actually, let's take a look at what uh, some of these things uh, are jumping out to me. Right, so the, the biggest one I think is is uh, let's start with the the, the, the top ranked team. As you saw with uh, through the commission's uh, post draft rankings, was Whiskey Dick Van Dyke with Bowlby, and is that a surprise? Not really. Well, you know what? Add the fact that Line A signs, uh, yeah, you know, and he's playing with Kyle Connor right now. Uh, everything right now is is trending upwards for Doug's team. This is his prime years. At some point, it's going to fall off for him, just like it does for everyone. But now's the time for him to continue going for it. The best part of the draft that came out for me with him is um, the deals. I think he got some of the cheapest deals going this year, and that was re- that was remarkable about about this year's draft is how the shocking amount of top talent that was going for so cheap, unlike last year. But he, you know, getting Kako, getting uh, McAvoy for dirt cheap was incredible pickups for him. Well, yeah, and he was in a position where he didn't have to go out and get. Guys like uh, McDavid. So he waited. He was patient. He waited, and he got some really good players. So, uh, again, we've got to put him amongst the favorites in the pool this year. Absolutely. But who else is in that conversation? Well, you are. Who else is in that conversation? You are, and you must be feeling really good right now. Yeah. Because not often do you see your name attached to the top end of anything in this pool. No, um, and and, and this is a a jump up from eight, eight spots from last year's rankings. But you do have to respect my top six. If you do not yes. respect my top six, you're in some serious trouble. I absolutely do. Now listen, I and and we've talked about them. Uh, your your centers, left wing and right wing. Uh, you have the best top six in the game. You got PK Subban. Uh, you picked up Debrinkat, which was great. Um, you know, uh, what's his name from Buffalo? Jeff Skinner, Skinner's yeah. going to score yeah. you some goals. So everything's good. Now listen, right. here's the bad news. Yeah, yeah. In our next segment. Yep. I unfortunately have to deliver some news that you might not want to hear. No, I'll so probably I want tune you, out. I want you to bask in this Yeah. because for the next 7 to 12 minutes, you are got to feel good. Yeah, you're I, a contender. I am a contender. Um, I'm not only going to money. Like I am, I am, I am so close to being the top-ranked team. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, I think I actually am the top-ranked team going into the post-draft. Uh, my goalies hold me back a little bit. But, hey, you know what? 
there are always surprises every year, and my goalie t- uh, tandems are going to be a massive surprise for the better. Wow. Yeah, there okay. you, you heard it first. You heard I, it first I did, year? I did it. I'm going yep. to actually win this year. There we go. PMF. Money it. Uh, number three. So he's always ranked around the top. He has great drafts. He had, um, you know, with Tavares, his goals, everyone. He was he's number got a great two last year, and he's number three this year. But he, again, yeah, you're right. He's always ranked consistently at the top. But here's the thing, and we said it in the preseason rankings. If he doesn't uh, get more aggressive in trades when the chips are down, because there will be times when players get hurt, blah, 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 he's got to get involved in trades this year, or he will finish Five, six, seven, eight, nine again. And I asked you this. That's it, PMF. You heard it. That's right. And I asked you this question earlier this week. Has anybody ever won the pool without making a trade during the season? And you can't recall anybody. No. I, don't, I can't. And I'm sure if we do our, uh, ta- uh, ask our resident statistician, uh, Robbie Warham, he would say the same thing. Um, I bet you you're going to see a different managing strategy coming from PMF this year because he wants to win. All right, I think, though, we do have a manager who has won after dropping his entire team. <laughs> yeah, not really that, though. We, we, yeah. All right. Well. That's right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> number four. So you know what this means. Yep. Zoltok's going to win. It's He's right. coming in at number four. Four. The fourth-ranked manager right. in the preseason rankings always wins the pool. So, Zoltok, you're coming in as my personal favorite this year. That's why I put you in at four. Um, but he got some killer players happening here, right? Oh, like he's just got, he's got uh, he's, his RFAs are signed now. Um, he's got Dubnik Holby Lutquist in goal. He's got Eichel. Like he's got he's got some serious talent on his team, and I, he's a serious threat. I think so. I I see him as being someone who's going to do some damage this year. Uh, so Robka, great job with the draft. Great job with your keepers. He had his two RFAs signed. Uh, so this is a team that we've got to watch out for this year. And another team that you've got to have to watch out because it's going to be different for him this year than last year is Hennessy. Well, he picked up Stamkos and Ovechkin. Yeah, so I mean, those, are, on, those are two of the top five prospects for guys in the pool. Yeah. He was able to somehow score two of them. Um, he needed to because I really didn't like his uh, keepers as much as other keepers. No. Uh, but with him doing that, um, and then I like what he did at the end with Pavel Bushnevich, who will uh, start on the top line in New York. Yeah. Uh, and then he picked up the backup goalie because Henrik Lundqvist is going to get fewer games. Yep. So the backup goalie in New York, and uh, you've got yourself a good combination of proven players and then some players that could uh, surprise us. Yeah, he really he really fell apart after uh, he partied too hard after winning it. It was the, um, yeah, it, it was, was the, bad last it was year, bad, and then it was really bad. He's back. Um, well done, Tony. He wants another shot. That's right, Gibby here. Gibby is always a threat. Um, you know, he's sitting in here at, at six, so this is up plus three from last year's ranking, but we know he was a threat for over half the season last year. Um, what do you think? For me, I guess, you know, what I like about his strategy is he went back to having um, a lot of draft cash, which is, I think, where he likes to be. Yeah. And we knew in our in our uh, episode just before the draft, we knew that Pekka Rene might be someone he was going to go after. Yeah. And so he got some familiar faces, but he also didn't do the same same. He got some new faces as well. So for him, it's refreshing to see some of these new faces. He's got a good combination of uh, of new players, of young players, of prospects. Um, so this is a team that could do really well this year. He's got some um, upcomers. Thomas Hurdle's going to do great for him. I think one area that maybe he wished he could have done, not necessarily a redo, but having UC Saros in Nashville would have been nice because, again, Pecorine is not going to get as many games. But when you've got Marc-Andre Fleury, that's, right. that's, that's a luxury. It is a luxury. And to be honest with you, um, Gibby is a manager who trades. He goes after trades strategically, and he tries to do those. So um, I'm definitely not seeing uh, him stay at this point. Okay. You, uh, you're uh, down one, man. 
Yeah, I'm down to seventh. I actually executed the strategy that I wanted to execute. I was going hard after defenseman you this sure year. Did, and, you sure, again, and you sure did. You know what? I wanted to do something different. Yep. I kind of stumbled upon this last year, and I got some really good defensemen for cheap. So I thought I did okay. I, did, I finished second last year. I was pretty happy with that. So I decided to kind of go in with a defense-first approach this year, get really solid players at the defender position, and then fill in my gaps. And Mark Shifley was my number one prospect at center. Yeah. I didn't want to be no. a 250 or 290 guy no. with my centers. So Shifley, I wanted Shifley at 225. I got him at 210. So the team you see yeah. is the team that I actually wanted to draft. My goalies maybe were a bit different than I wanted. Yeah, you showed me this, the, your, your, so, your analysis before and after, and it's, it's remarkable how like no one ever sticks to their draft plan, especially you. Usually everything falls completely apart. And, and same with me. And, but your draft plan versus actually what you required was so close. A couple players, minor things here and there. But I'll tell you right now is I'm seeing a massive deal looming. Or at least you're thinking about some sort of massive blockbuster deal. Always thinking deals. Uh, so I'm thinking we're one game in. You're in second last place. I'm thinking blockbuster is coming soon. Can I tell you one mm. proud parenting moment I had? Yeah. So uh, it was a PA day the next day. So I let Peter stay up a little bit later. He actually did the draft with me. And then when I had to go to the bathroom... For the first time ever, I was able to leave my laptop in the kitchen, and he bid for me, and he would yell back and forth while I was using the bathroom because we were having a couple this of beverages. magical moment. And he got uh, Matt Dumba for me. Incredible. That's his first fantasy hockey acquisition. And a did he very, feel good? Well, yeah. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to make a certificate Sorry. for him, and uh, we're, we're going to put it in his memory box. It's amazing. Matt Dumba, first fantasy hockey player drafted. I love it. Yep. Now, contrary to, to being in first place right now, is Heisenberg. Heisenberg is, is, is being listed down four from last year at eight, um, despite picking up Bergeron and Stone. Yeah, so as we said... Why'd he, you put him in this? Because uh, he trolled me. Uh, he's lucky he didn't go in 12. The fact that he took uh, Patrice Bergeron hurt enough, but then to see him take uh, Mark Stone as well. Uh, and then just for good measure, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I know. That was it, a good pickup. Uh, you know... I, I'm just so angry at this man, even though I've only met him once. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, there is a possibility that he's going to be blocked one night. Yeah. Or just because just I don't know why. Because if Bergeron gets a hat trick tonight, Heisenberg's done. I'm but, telling you right now, I'm hitting the button. Hitting the I'm button. going nuclear. And, and, and kicking him out. Yep. But the be uh, best part, I think, of this draft is that he also some secured some phenomenal superstars early on for dirt cheap. He did this with Kucherov a few years ago, he right? So this. he's got Jack Hughes now, Kale yeah. McCarr. Is yeah. McCarr hurt maybe, but no biggie. I, no biggie. But That's like, a guy to leave matter. on your bench. He, he's, he, he's not only set, um, and this is why he's in first place right now, to be honest yeah. with you. And so he's set. He's good to go. Um, he's a smart drafter. I don't agree with that eight spot, but we shall see. Does Jack Hughes get 80 points this year? No. Ugh, I'm going to say 75. I'm saying 70, 70. All right. Okay, let's finish this up so we can get to our main topic. Yeah, Nick uh, in a box, minus two. Nick in a box, he goes out, he gets uh, his center in Sebastian Ajo, he gets Taylor Hall, who also plays the center position. Yeah, so two, two huge, huge uh, hugely coveted players by all managers. Yeah, so I think, uh, I really like his team. The, his ladder pickups, I wasn't so keen on. No. Uh, guys like Anders Lee, Nino Niederreiter, they're ad drop guys, right? Yeah, like we, right. we see these guys go on several teams over the course of the year. The nice thing is, he has the flexibility to do that. Right now, yeah. I can't see me dropping anyone. I'm no. having difficulty seeing who I would drop. He has Nick has that flexibility, you which know, is good. No, but that, like, I, th I thought actually a, a smart pickup for him was Kopitar. Kopitar is going to have a horrible plus minus, but he, he had that one outlying season of 90 points. I think I think he's he is a 70.75 point kind of center. Um, I think that was a good pickup for him. I think he's incredibly underrated, so I thought that was, a, that was smart. But yeah, he's got some flex here, but he's got some work to do. 
I agree. I agree there. Okay, um, I was in the pool. Mike, Mike. he goes out right off the bat, picks up Connor McDavid. Yeah. Then goes and gets Blake Wheeler. Yeah. And then he gets Tyson Berry and Seth Jones, two of the best D in the game. That's right. Obviously, watching last night's game, Tyson Berry is going to light it up in all categories this year. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's a great team. Mike Mike can be a player this year. He can be a player. He was really aggressive. He made him. He's made himself uh, known on that, and I thought that was really awesome. Uh, he still has work to do, though. Oh yeah, his goaltending is terrible. Yeah, his goaltending is 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 possibly uh, some of the worst that we have here. He's got Markstrom, Schneider, and Halleck. Um, he's going to have to to uh, probably leverage some of those big names to try to get a, a top-notch goalie. I think so. He picked up Mackenzie Blackwell, so he's high on the New Jersey Devils because yeah. one of those two guys will be the starter. That's right. Uh, otherwise, uh, we know that he's going to have to ship someone. Okay. Raccoons, man. Yeah, the raccoons. Um, man, does he love defense. Like, I went defense first. He got six oh, defensemen. mercy, Robbie. Yeah, I don't know what – like, again, Warren's a bit of an enigma for me and, and, and in so many different ways is that – he uh, he really looks at the stats here. He has really interesting strategies that I just I just can't figure out or read. But I, I'll tell you right now, he uh, um, is not going to sit with the team that he has. All right, last guy, Uncle Martian, man, uh, snake bitten. His laptop died on him. Yeah, not only died. So he, he must have known because he only went with, uh, with three seventy three. He must have known his laptop was on in the, the but last. Did you legs. say it caught fire? He said it was smoking. He said there was smoke <laughs> coming out of it. He texted me. He was swearing. He's like, my laptop. It's dead and it's smoking right now. So he went on auto bid, but he did. He actually did okay on auto bid. <laughs> he actually did. Got Evander Kane, Logan Couture, you know, Essel Lindell, Jeff Petrie. Those are good defensemen. I, I, I don't even know what to say on this one. I have no idea. Uh, it's, but, it's, it's a possibly one of the greatest draft stories of all time. If he wins the draft, this will be the best. It's a smoking Fan- gun. <laughs> yeah, the best fantasy story in history. I there'll think be, so. There'll be a 30 for 30 on this. Oh, my God. He so is, that's it. Yeah, it's fantastic. So there you go, folks. That is the commission's rankings for this season, the preseason or preseason post-draft uh, rankings. Always a favorite. You know, let us know if you agree, disagree with some of these things. Uh, we'll have you on the show to talk about this stuff. Let's crunch some numbers. We're going to crunch some numbers. Here we go. Main topic time. back with the feature of this episode for the stats don't lie angelo you need to explain to me what uh we are seeing here what i'm seeing in front of me right now which is unreal it's an amazing amount of work uh you've been crunching numbers for weeks now really and it's what seemingly looks like weeks it looks like a week's worth of work for me uh what do i have so we're gonna look at two things today so i looked at um our rosters and our um, draft results in a couple of different ways the first way I looked at um, the ESPN universe and percentage of players that are owned. So if you have uh, Connor McDavid, you're looking at a player that's 99.8% owned as an example. Yeah. And so I looked at every uh, roster, every team, 
I broke it down into forwards, defense, and goalies, and what percentage of their players are owned. Because if we look at our colleagues as the ones who are the experts in fantasy hockey, yeah. this means that you're getting a vote of confidence from the ESPN universe. That's so right. shall we get into it? Absolutely. All right, let's look at our forwards. So at our forwards, um, it, not surprising, we just talked about uh, your top six. Yeah, I don't mind you talking about me in this. Your thing. forwards yeah. are owned... Uh, in 97.3% of our pools. That's not a shocker. So almost 100% of your forwards yeah. are owned in the pool. That shows you just how good your team is. Yeah. Well, um, at least my forwards. We'll get to the other pieces. Yeah. Now, <laughs> in second is... Um, Gibby. Gibby, yeah. 94.9% of his forwards are owned. And once again, I mean, we thought that maybe he had some weaker forwards, but the data is showing data that... Data is showing. Fellow managers in the ESPN universe believe that Gibby has some excellent forwards at 94.9% ownership. And, and, and at 92.3 and third is is you, then the Patriots. And and again, without Bergeron, without some of those, uh, you know, Stone, without some of those key players, here you are sitting in third with respect to what uh, the percentage of uh, of ownership in 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 all in all ESPN fantasy pools. Yeah, well, that's my, pretty yeah, that's pretty remarkable. My top six are Shifley and Backstrom. Yeah, I got Marshawn. I got Pasternak. Yeah. Um, you know, I got Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah, they're and, good. And uh, Victor Ras or no, Victor uh, Arvidsson. So yeah. I got. I'm. I like my forwards. Yeah. Do you okay. want me to list my six? I already heard them, man. Okay. I already heard them. Just wait. You've got about another thirty <laughs> seconds to gloat. Okay. Uh, on the bottom end, um, in twelfth, only seventy-four percent of Hennessy's forwards are owned in ESPN. That's got to be concerning. And this kind of ties into the preseason ranking kind of piece here too, right? Like so far, we're, we're in the forward thing, we're kind of consistent in preseason ranking feel, aren't we? Like, yeah, except for so. you, you're out a, out a little bit, but kind of, you know, I'm near the top, which where I should be. You know, Hennessy's is not doing too well, kind of thing. And 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 in eleventh is the Raccoons at seventy five point seven. So, you know, am I surprised by this? Uh, well, not with the Raccoons because he, he he focused on like eighteen thousand defensemen rather than looking at the other positions. Yeah, so Hennessy and Raccoons, are, they're the only ones in the 70s. And then uh, in 10th place for our forwards is PMF at 86% ownership. So we won't go through all the managers. Uh, there's a variation between 86 and 97% yeah. after that. But the bottom three, PMF, the Raccoons, and Hennessy yeah. at forwards. Yeah. Let's go on to our defense. Yeah, the defense is really interesting here. And, and there's a, there's one surprise that that's kind of there for me, and, 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 and we'll get to that in a second. But the top, the top team is you, 96.6%. Um, is that a shocker? No, because uh, just take a look at your defenseman yeah, and how aggressive that was my strategy. That so, was your strategy. So it's, but you know it's what it was reinforcing. That's what I wanted to do. But that was also the raccoon strategy, and he didn't land him into the top three. Here's why, though, because he took one extra. He took a prospect, Quinn uh, Hughes. That's right. So his he's rolling the dice on Quinn Hughes. That's what drops him to fourth. Otherwise, he would be in the top three. Yeah, and the third one here is Zoltok at ninety one point three, and then the PMF at ninety one point nine. So really, basically, almost the same here. Yeah, so we're seeing PMF having a uh, stronger defense, weaker forward group. Yeah, um, yeah. So Stittsville Raccoons the same. On the bottom end, this is where things get interesting. So we know that Bowlby, we've always said Bowlby doesn't really value defense at the draft. He doesn't want to spend a lot of money. Yeah. He comes in at 10th with 72.8% ownership of his defensemen in all leagues. Yeah, this is incredible here. And then Mike is in 11th with uh, 72. 72.8. 72.8. Um, and, and, and again, two, two teams that don't, I, I would agree with you, that don't really value that, that position you know, to spend on big. 
Okay, now are you ready for the big reveal? No, not really. Here we go. And this is where the world starts to crumble for you. Yeah, At 65.5% ownership without question, yeah. you have the worst defenseman in the pool. Yeah, it's interesting because last night when I was watching the Leafs game, Muzz and I thought had a really good game. He's playing with Barry. Um, he was he was, he was was doing well. So I think that's a bit skewed. I also have Subban. Subban's going to have a phenomenal year. Um but yeah, I didn't value a lot on defense. I, okay, I, so that I, doesn't I make them, you nervous? No, that doesn't make me nervous because I didn't actually value defense at all. So then let's see if the next stat will make you nervous. And they might not. It might. Okay, so going to goalies. Our uh, top-ranked uh, guy for goalies at 86.9% ownership is PMF again. He shows up again in the top three. Yeah, again, he, 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 he's always a threat, right? And and is that is that a shocker to have that high percentage in goalies? It's really difficult to get that high because if, even if you look at... at uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Aiden, Aiden, Aiden's sitting at 60.3, and, and he has some good keepers. Well, right? here's the thing so. for PMF. It, what it shows, like we can, you can say the stats do lie or don't lie, PMF can afford to have a goalie hurt because he has yeah. enough depth in his three goalies that if he loses one... Um, or you know, he can trade one. Or he can. Now, because the next closest to him is yeah. 14% below him, and that's Heisenberg. Yeah. He's got 72.5% ownership of his goalies. Um, so he's got very strong goalies. Nick in a box who doesn't value goalies comes in at just a shade under seventy one. Which is really interesting because yeah. he his clear strategy and then in the bottom piece is Mike um, at twenty two and I would say Mike has the worst goalies in the league. I would tend to agree with but you the stats, on that. Stats don't necessarily because we're sitting in the bottom. That's right. So I'm at number eleventh with twenty point three percent ownership yeah. of my goalies. I, I did not make goalies a priority in the draft and and the numbers show that they have no the, the league has or the ESPN universe has no confidence in the goalies I have. The only comforting <laughs> fact for me is the league believes 17.3% of your goalies are worth keeping right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and, and this is interesting because, because I, I have made some changes in my, in my goalies and ch- changed that around. Do I have the strongest goalies? Not, not even remotely close. However, I'm not comfortable being in the bottom of those uh, two positions. So out of those, out of those three, three categories, I'm in the bottom, very bottom. Of two of them. Okay, so here, let's go through the league now. Based and on... I'm, and I'm nervous. Based on percentage ownership. Yeah. Here's how the pool is going to play out. So if we look at it this way, as our colleagues across uh, the, the world who play fantasy hockey on ESPN, Zoltok will win the pool. This, I don't even know what to say to that. So Zoltok comes yeah, in. I don't his, even know His to say forwards that. were the fourth highest ranked. His defense were third. His goalies were five for an average of fourth ranked overall. I had him at you fourth had him at fourth in the preseason ranking. You had him at Zoltok will win the pool. Yeah, you had him at you had him uh, at, at ranked in fourth. He's always a threat. Do I agree with him winning it? I don't know. But based on this, this is interesting. Go yes. ahead. So so second, um, PMF comes in on an average of four point three three. I come in at third with an average of five. Uh, who comes in at fourth? Take me through four, five, four, and six. So, so Heisenberg here is at five three three. Uh, Gibby comes in at fifth, five six seven. So really close in there. And then here's a big surprise. This Number is, six. This is this is the biggest, probably the surprise of the night. Kelsey. M- 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 well, maybe Kelsey set the computer on fire. Yeah. Mister Computer Fire Gump. Okay, is sitting at at it with an average of six, sitting in six. Yes. Now, can Unreal. I? Could you do number seven? Because I would like to do a few numbers after this. I it's hear okay you. I know you. it's okay. I'll do number seven. Number seven is Nick in the box, which is a bit of a surprise. Him being at seven, uh, with with six as well. So really, sit, we, we're sitting at a tie for sixth and seventh right here, uh, this, or the sixth position at least. And then Bowlby is in eighth. Do you want to expand on Bowlby a bit? Well, we know Bowlby. Bowlby's. Um, yeah, he's got some strong goalies, but it looks like he needs to do some work potentially at forwards and defense. 
uh, based on uh, our colleagues. Um, at number eight is the Stittsville Raccoons. So, again, kind of ranking a little bit low. Sorry, he's at number nine. Yeah. Now this I took great pleasure in. Yeah, I don't know about this one. At number 10, your home position. Yeah. The place where you're most comfortable. The place where I the land. The stats land you at number 10 at 8.33 average uh, in, the, in the rankings. Which is incredible. Um, I know I've got some work to do. Do I think I'm in right now currently the tenth the tenth ranked manager? Absolutely. I, I I like your to be honest. I think you're way more accurate in your um, your preseason post draft rankings than you are on this one. Well, here's what it looks like. And, I think and you need to recrunch. The let's numbers. let's put some joking aside for a moment. So you rank first in forwards, and it's not even close. Your forwards are ranked. Yeah, my forwards are better forwards. than Gibby's forwards. And Gibby's number two, but my forwards are better than your yours. defense and your goalies. Uh, come in at the bottom at 12th. Yeah. Have you reconciled the fact that at some point, and in all seriousness, you will probably have to trade uh, either Marner or Rantanen or Point for Without a help. doubt. Without a doubt. If I want to win, if I want to, and, and, and being all serious right now, if I want to money, I'm not talking about winning. Yep. If I want to money, there is a one, if not two, blockbuster deals happening uh, on my team so when do you see are you gonna just play it out yeah i'm no. playing it out i'm i i've i've had the i've had way too many scenarios where i've panicked way too soon um and to be honest with you i'm, I'm gonna sit tight for the month of october um i'm gonna let that uh play out for a little bit i don't think i i, I see myself doing blockbuster but uh, we also know that it's easy to fall behind very quickly in this pool and it's incredibly hard to catch up so if you're going to make a move, it has to be relatively early. So November is the time that I would be making a move, trying to acquire some uh, big assets. Okay, so let's wrap this up. So based on ESPN uh, yeah. ownership, the number 11th manager in the pool will be Hennessy Williams yeah. at 8.33. He's actually tied with you yeah. um, at 8.33. Again, his, his keepers weren't the best, so that's not surprising. And we've said all along that we didn't really like Mike's keepers as a rookie GM. He kept who he could. That's right. So is it surprising that he comes in ranked in last place at 12th? No, it, it's not. Um, but again, Mike is a, is a huge uh, manager uh, with respect to trading. He's going to trade himself out of 12. I don't think he can get anywhere near the top four this year. Um, that's my guess. I, 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 I think he's in and around your, your preseason rankings here. He's in around 10th. Okay, so we could crunch this data some more, but I've got some more yeah. different. So that was percentage ownership in the league. Yeah, that's crazy. You heard it here first. Yeah. Zoltok wins the pool that's based not... on him being ranked fourth. Insane. In my preseason rankings, the ESPN universe is saying that he's finishing first. Let's see what the next chart says. Yeah, the, the, and this thing is, I don't even know how. This is the spreadsheet of all spreadsheets. Okay, let's set this right up. Now. So go ahead. So This is rotisserie stats. Okay, i got to be honest with you. This one is um, is probably one of the great things I've done in my life. You gotta you gotta figure out a way of posting this on 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 the site so people well, can you know actually what? see what we are. You seeing. get a competitive advantage because you get to see. Yeah, I get the to see the of my labor. The, 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 the crunching, the crunching is unreal. Here's what I did. So I went through every team. Yeah. And I took every player. I dropped uh, who I believe was their worst player to the bench. Yeah. And then I gave the projected stats for top two centers, left wingers, right wingers, 4D, utility player, yeah. and then the goalies. Yeah. I had to go back to last year's stats to get game-winning goals because ESPN doesn't project game-winning goals. That's right. Added that in. But it's safe to say that it's fairly close to last year. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's a safe bet. And then I then um, put goalies, goals, assists, points, and so on right through to save percentage. So all of our rotisserie stats 
I put in what the totals were for every manager. So it was a table of, um, you know, what, 12 or 14 categories by 12 managers. Um, and I put those numbers in. Yeah. And then I individually ranked rotisserie points based on those stats. So um, I guess the best thing to do is yeah. let's start at number 12. Based yeah. on our rotisserie stats, um, you know, if you want, I've got skater points, goalie points, and total points. Yeah. Um, but if you would like, uh, based on this, let's go 12 to, to first sure. on this one. That sounds good. So based on projected stats and the categories that we use in this pool, yeah. the number 12th manager this year will be? Is Uncle Martian is Gump, and that matches your your uh, uh, post-draft preseason rankings. need to point out that I did this after I did my rankings. That's right. So the rankings were sent, and then I did this. So yeah. uh, how many points is? 58. Uh, are we projecting? He's projecting a, a solid 58 points. A 58-point season. So that's, that's a season that hurts. That lands you in last place, yeah. uh, Gump. So Gump might have to do something based on... Based on what we see as statistics. Yeah, you see him in the lowest in, in the in the power play points and, and the points category, so he knows that. He's got to do some trading. He's got to do some work. Now, I kind of hope that Tony's not listening to this podcast because yeah. this is a bad news podcast for him. Tony, yeah, I hate to tell you. Like, he's in 11th. Yep, we're projecting you at 11th at 61.5 points. Where yeah. did we have him project? We had him at 5th in the commission's ranking, right? Yeah, in the, yep. All right. So We uh, said Tony was back about 10 minutes ago. No, Tony is yeah. not back. No, Tony's, Tony's dead. Tony's gone. Yeah. Bye, Tony. Rest and, in rest and in you peace. Know who else? You know who else is, who could put a, co- a nail in the coffin of the season? It's uh, you know what stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. Robbie Warham. Yeah, is projected to finish at tenth, sixty-seven and a half points. You know, finishing finishing you know high or high high in assists, but like. Yeah, he's 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 not doing it in 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 other categories here. No, his goalie stats are just absolutely terrible. We're ranking him at to get five points in wins and then one point five in shutouts, goals against average, and save percentage of only two out of twelve. And you know, for a manager who really loves stats, this is hurting because the stats don't lie. Nope. And for Zoltok at nine, another another miserable season. Yeah, and 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 this one. So this is the first time we see Zoltok as not being a favorite, and uh, you know. Based on projected points, based on projected points, he's going to come in with seventy-two point five rotisserie points this year. Yeah, we're going to revisit this in the spring. I know, and we have to. Yeah, absolutely. So at seventy-two and a half, um, close to that is Mike at seventy-six and a half, and Mike's falling in at eighth. And is this this is kind of I said tenth, but this is I actually think this is actually fairly accurate. Well, we've picked him really and truly as a mid-range manager, mid-range second year. You know, the sophomore. He's not great. Going to try to do. He's not bad. He's just he's just Mike the mediocre manager. Mike. Wow. Mediocre Mike. Mediocre Mike the manager. New name. New name. Yeah. Okay, and then and then you actually we have you projecting three spots higher than your traditional spot. A shade under 80 points at 76.5 See, this points. is I don't I don't necessarily see this one. So no, I am I'm at 80.5. What? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're at 80, you actually yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I'm at 80 points. Sorry, I was uh, misaligned here. 80.5 yeah, points, but 7th ranked manager. Yeah. And not surprisingly, guy, good skater stats, really bad goalie stats. Yeah, and I know that. And I know that. Is it, do I agree with this? No. Do I I think I'm a top 5 manager. So this is only two spots off. I'm okay with that. All right. Champ this is payback. This is crazy. So we got the great Heisenberg finishing yeah. middle of the pack, sixth place with 91 points. But look at the difference between sixth and seventh here. Yeah. Now you're getting into the really like the the, the big boys. You know what's crazy about all of this though, honestly? Yeah. 
the rankings are all the guys that finished top six last year are the ones who are projected to finish top six this year. It's amazing how that works out. Different It's players. almost like you just completely cut and paste last year's stats and put them in. Did not. I and wish I, I did. I wish I did. And it, you know what? When you have three or four hours, I'll take you through <laughs> the cutting and pasting I that I did. But if you look at number five is Bowlby and, yeah. and, and 93 and a half, so not that far off of the, of, of the great Heisenberg. Bowlby's original uh, ranking, uh, preseason ranking, was uh, way near the bottom. No, yes, sorry. No, no, no. He's no, no, no. no, he was number one. He's number champ. one. He was so the champ. He's still a player. Sorry, that's right. Sorry. We still have him as a player. Now, and number four. Gibby. Gibby's, Gibby's back be, at number four. And he's got to be happy with this. At 96.5 points, he's got to be feeling good. Striking distance? Yep. So if you know that, that means you've got a pretty good team going in. So Gibby's a player for sure. Yeah. The projected rotisserie points have him at 96.5 in so fourth that, place. So that's a position where you're not having to do massive deals. Small adjustments. Let's get into our top three. <clears throat> this one, I don't, I, I don't agree with this. I don't care. I, I don't care. I, I'm just a numbers guy. This yeah. is totally unemotional. See, this is not an emotional yeah, thing to me. I, I don't. No, you're not. An, you, there is nothing about this pool that you approach as a neutral and, and, and a, a non-emotional way. When I look at data, it's not emotional. Yeah, it's, yeah, but when it's anything that's tied to the pool, it is emotional. So, Well, you know what? We're not going to talk about me for a while anyways. Let's talk about number three. That's, number, that's Nick. Nick at 97 uh, points. Nick had a good uh, season last year. He dug it out of the fire. I don't think it's going to happen this year. This does not um, match in any way uh, your projection early on. You had him at ninth. Okay, and I respect what you're saying because, once again, it's the data. And the stats don't lie. And the the stats stats don't lie. lie. And number two. PMF. PMF. This I do see. This is is really fairly accurate. 101.5 points. Yeah. This is you had him at number three. I, I, I you have him here in number two. I think actually this is this is a fairly accurate ranking. Is he the most dangerous guy? I think so. Ugh. I think PMF he's got is. A good team. He's got a really good team. I think he, he he had a really good draft, but I do not agree with number one. PMF actually probably should be number one. I do not agree with number one. You can go ahead and reveal number one once again. The Patriots. Based, based on the statistics. Yeah. This based is on not the stat- me. Apparently the Because stat- I would have put myself first in the preseason rankings yeah. if I really wanted to pat myself on the back. But statistically. You had yourself at t- seventh. You how- had yourself at seventh in the pre- preseason post-draft rankings. Here you are. Tell the people how, how many points. 108 points. So you're. I'm winning by six and a half points. Six and a half points above. Now, this is the question. You may feel great about this right now. You may think you're on top. It's over. Based on over. But you know that's without trading. Yeah, I don't need to trade. You don't need to trade. You know, last night I I auto I I set my lineup till April. I I'm not doing anything. I I'm challenge done. you to not don't check your no. pool nope. until the end of the season. Don't even go in. Don't even check. You know what that? Just what collect, kind of challenge just, is that? Just, I challenge you not to eat till April. Then <laughs> well, you it's said it's not need. emotional. You said you're not emotionally connected. Are you emo- are you an emotional eater? I no, I'm not. You an are. Emotion. You shouldn't be. We shouldn't be emotional eaters, and we shouldn't be emotional poolers. Just because I check it doesn't mean I'm emotional about it. Well, I think it is. I've seen the anger in your eyes. And I'm seeing at 108, I either challenge you not to check your pool or not to make a deal. You know what? Because I'm, if you make a deal, you know you're going to drop. You know what I'm sensing? What's that? I'm sensing the fact that you've come to the realization that you're on borrowed time with Marner, Ranton, and Point, and you don't know how to deal with it. I'm having a hard time with Point being off until the end of October. He skated the other day. He might be okay. Okay, so thanks. I'm, I'm back. Um, so I'm, I'm having... <laughs> you feel better now? I feel better now. But I'm having a hard time with you projecting yourself to win at, at, at 108 points. That's what I'm having a hard time with. And I'm having a really hard time... Because anybody who knows you in this in this pool knows you as close as I do. And Aiden probably would throw, it out, throw this out as well. You are an emotional manager. 
Uh, you you know play what? with your emotions. Fine. Okay, I'm emotional. Okay, you, you win. I don't know what there is to achieve here. But what I'm going to say is I actually think that at the, at the end of the day, it comes down to your perpetual jealousy. And that's what it is. And and I don't want I, I don't want this to turn into a, a, a session here with, of psychology. Yeah. Or, you know, but when you see me, uh, you know, always winning money, always being a winner, um, you know, the we look at the ESPN percentage. Only. Yeah. I finished third. Yeah. This, these stats, I'm in first. And what are you? 12, 12, 10, 7. I get it. And I support you. Yeah. And you're going to be okay. Yeah, thanks. But I think the day that you have to trade those guys is going to hurt a bit. And I'll buy you a coffee. And it's good. But it comes down to that. And it's okay to be jealous. We should actually make a bet right now. We're only one game in. But we've already made a bet. The Boston Pizza bet. I don't remember what it is. I don't remember it either. We'll have to go back. But I want another bet. Finish it. We should actually make a bet every single podcast. What's the bet? That I am going to... Don't say it. Don't say you're going to finish higher than me. I'm going to finish higher than you. <laughs> I'll take that bet. I'm going to finish in. higher than you. I don't me. even care. What are we betting? I don't I'm know. Well, well, you know what? Let's think about this. Yeah, think about it. I'm going to bet. I want to bet that. I'll give you my house. Really? Yep. Fantastic. If, if, if you finish ahead of me, I'll give you my house. Okay. Sounds good. That sounds good. All right. But you have, you have to take care of my kids. That's fine. All right. I get a house. Okay. Then you heard it here. Yeah. So kids, the fantastic. Sorry, kids. I, <laughs> sorry, kids. If you're listening to this, I just bet you. This is, this is, this is, the, yeah, I can't believe that. I guess you're not emotional. That's you're right. putting your family. You're, oh, you're, 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 you baited me. I, that's right. There we go. You baited me. So anywho, there you have it, folks. That's episode 40. The stats don't lie. And apparently the stats aren't lying, projecting the Patriots to win. Finger to come into se- uh, second. Uh, box, Nick of the Box third. And Gibby at fourth. Uh, this is going to be an amazing episode to revisit come the spring when uh, the stats uh, finally know, come in and are not lying. A lot of predictions happening, a lot of betting, a lot of animosity, a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of competition starting to emerge between managers, and I love it. Okay, we'll talk to you guys Thank in a week, God maybe a week and a bit, eh? Maybe we're, uh, we are well, scheduling. Within the next 10 days. Within the next 10 days, boys. Good luck for everyone in, in the upcoming week, and we will see you later. Ciao.